Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, how are you doing today? How has your week been? Let me tell you about mine. Mine has just been just crazy, just insane. And we've talked before about how in the hard times, you always go back to the wrestling. Wrestling has gotten me through so many tough spots. And that's what I did this week. Life just threw me just a series of curveballs that I don't want to get into. But for me, wrestling was a safe haven this week when there was really no other haven to, to cling to. It was my um, my port in the storm. That was the insanity of life. And I held on to it just as hard as I could. Because when everything else was going crazy, wrestling was there for me. And I hope wrestling is always there for you. But with that in mind, let's get into it. Today, we are looking at Clash of the Champions 9 from the NWA and WCW. Clash of the Champions 9 New York Knockout took place on November the 15th, 1989. From the RPI Fieldhouse, now the Houston Fieldhouse, in Troy, New York. There were 4,000 fans in attendance, and the show did a 4.9 rating on TBS. The show was a bridge between Halloween Havoc and the Iron Man slash Iron Team tournaments of Starcade 89. We begin with our Clash opening credits. Terry Funk says he doesn't want Flair's belt, family, or money. He wants Flair's pride. Ric Flair says it's not about titles, women, or cars. It's pride, integrity, and guts. Jim Ross and Gordon Soley welcome us to The Clash. This is Gordon's finest hour. They run down the night's matches. We start out with the fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes versus the Road Warriors Hawk and Animal with Paul Ellering. The Freebirds had actually lost the World Tag Team Championship on November the 1st, but the match had not yet aired, so the Freebirds were introduced as the World Tag Team Champions. The crowd is hot for the Road Warriors as soon as their music hits. The crowd loves everything that the Road Warriors do. The Freebirds suck chant goes out. They promote the Steiners Freebirds match coming up on Saturday night. It breaks down and they start brawling. Hawk throws the referee to the side for the disqualification. The crowd is booing the decision. Gordon Soley tries to call the replay, but the machine must not be working, so he summarizes what happened for us. Jim Ross interviews Gary Hart and Terry Funk. Funk says that he and Flair are a lot alike, but neither is a quitter. We then get a promo for Starcade. Jim Ross then brings on Bill Apter, who presents Sting with the most popular wrestler of the NWA. He then presents Ric Flair with the Wrestler of the Decade Award. Woman has pre-recorded comments. She says with Doom, 
no one will stop her. She also says that she has a large surprise for Rick Steiner. Gordon Sully says she's an evil person, but she sure is pretty. Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert versus Doom, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons with Woman. The announcers still pretend not to know who Doom are. Gilbert and Rich try to take Doom out with quickness. Doom uses power moves and size to take the advantage and control the tempo. They just nail Rich to get the pin. We then get another Starcade promo. Jim Cornette interviews the Steiner brothers. They announce officially that they have named their finisher the Frankensteiner. They say they aren't afraid to take on any team. The Steiners are still not good on promos yet. The dynamic dudes Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace versus the Midnight Express Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. Jim Cornette is in a neutral corner as he has been with both teams. A 900 hotline tag slips through without the disclosure that the line is no longer active. Cornette tells the referee that Lane pulled hair. The dudes have the advantage. Ross and Soli highlight upcoming events on the NWA calendar and as always highlight the Connecticut one. The crowd is solidly behind the Midnight Express as they do just not like the dynamic dudes. Eaton gets the chain as Cornette comes around the ring. Cornette gets the chain but then nails Douglas with the racket so Eaton can pin him and the crowd goes wild even though it's a heel move. The announcers are saying that it was a trick by Cornette and the Midnight Express but the crowd just does not care. The Super Destroyer versus Steve Williams. This is Jack Victory's fourth masked mystery man appearance at a clash in 1989, as he was also the Russian assassin number two, the blackmailer, and the terrorist. Norman comes down to ringside dressed as Santa Claus. Williams just dominates the Super Destroyer. He slams him on a ringside table before finishing him with an Oklahoma stampede. The Skyscrapers, Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious with Theodore Long versus the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott. The Steiner Brothers have actually won the Tag Team Championships on November the 1st, but the match will not air until the following Saturday, so they are not announced as the champions. Rick puts on Teddy Long's hat and the crowd chants Peanut Head at Long. The crowd is behind the Steiners, solidly. Spivey hits a pile driver on Rick. Scott hits the Frankensteiner and a fallaway slam on the skyscrapers. The skyscrapers then come back. It goes back and forth until Doom and Woman hit the ring. A bell rings. Woman hits Rick with her shoe. Rick then goes after her until her bodyguard Nitron makes his debut to protect her. Then the road warriors hit the ring and all four teams start to brawl. The crowd loves it. During the match, it is later determined Sid Vicious punctures a lung and is replaced by Mark Callis soon after. This was to set up the Iron Team Tournament at Starcade, but because of the injury to Vicious, the SST take the place of the skyscrapers at the event. Jim Ross interviews the Road Warriors, Paul Ellering, and the Steiner Brothers. Starcade is brought up, but all five say they have forged an alliance against the other teams until then. We then get another Starcade promo. NWA United States Championship match. Lex Luger versus Brian Pillman. The announcers talk about Luger's chances at Starcade. The crowd is split between the two competitors. The announcers talk about both men's athletic backgrounds, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Great match between these two. Pillman gets a two count from a top rope dropkick. Pillman then takes Luger outside. Luger then takes over. 
Luger throws Pillman out. Luger struggles, but suplexes Pillman back inside the ring. They trade two counts. This is a really good match. Pillman hits a crossbody, but the referee is hit too. Pillman gets Luger down twice for a three count, but we don't have a referee. Luger then gets Gary Michael Capetta's chair and hits Pillman with it to get the pin as the referee recovers. Luger then beats Pillman with the chair. Sting comes to the ring. He tells Luger to bring it. Luger backs off and the crowd massively boos. Sting follows him to the back, begging for Lex to try something. Ric Flair has some pre-recorded comments. He says Terry Funk has nothing to lose, but to be the man, you've got to beat the man. We then go to our I Quit match. Terry Funk with Gary Hart versus Ric Flair. Both men had promised to shake the other man's hand and declare him the better man if they lose. Funk knocked outside early. Ric Flair then opens the chop house early, but don't worry, it's staying open late for Funk. Sully and Ross talk about the spinning toe hole for Funk versus the figure four for Flair. The wrestlers fight over where the announcers are at ringside and Sully steps away to avoid getting hit. They brawl outside the ring and down the aisle. Funk and Flair are just beating the hell out of each other. Hart is shoved out of the way by Flair and he looks genuinely pissed off about it. Sully utters his immortal line. Flair says no. Man, this is brutal. This is so physical. Five letters, two words. Five Funk hits a big pile driver on Flair. Then he hits another one on Flair on the floor. They take turns using a table on each other. Flair again hits Hart. Flair starts to work on the leg for the figure four. Funk is being brutalized, but he fights being put into the figure four. Funk is then suplexed onto the apron. Flair then gets the figure four on back inside the ring. Funk is fighting it and risking a broken leg before giving into the tremendous pain and saying, I quit. A loud pop from the audience for that. Hart is livid. Funk shakes Flair's hand and says that Flair is the better man. The announcers are putting over Funk as a man with integrity and a man of his word. This match received a five-star rating from Dave Meltzer. Hart then attacks Funk, so Flair attacks Hart. The Great Mutar and the Dragon Master then attack Flair. Sting comes to Flair's aid. Luger then comes down and hits Sting with a chair and goes after Flair. The faces are left lying on the mat. Luger breaks the trophies that were awarded earlier. Paramedics are called for Flair and Sting. The announcers then recap the post-match brawl. We get our final Starcade promo. Jim Ross and Gordon Soley recap the night and put over Terry Funk's integrity again before signing off from Troy. Folks, this was to me, the capper of 1989 NWA, because I'm going to be honest with you, Starcade 89, Future Shock, it's not that great. Intriguing concept, brutal, brutal execution. But sometimes you got to go for things, and if they don't work, you then try something else. Hey, if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. Now, I know that Apple Podcasts and iTunes was supposed to be split off from Apple Podcasts and all that, but I looked and you can still get my show on both platforms, so wherever you get it, please leave a review. It helps folks to find the show. 
There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.